All right, guys, before we get started, I want to talk really quick about our sponsor, and that's Patch Chunky Shop. Uh, Patch Chunky Shop is an Etsy shop that specializes in uniquely designed patches. Their stock includes everything from military-style morale patches to designs that reference popular culture. They also sell patch-related stuff like patch mats and patch bags that you can stick your patches to. So if you get a chance, go to their website. It's www.patchjunkyshop.com and use the promo code SALUMIS for 10% off of your order. Once again, that's S-A-L-U-M-I-S-T and instantly get 10% off. Um, I want to also talk about Skype. That is who we've been using as of late to do these podcast episodes uh, because we want to exercise caution and really pay respect to the social distancing and the different types of uh, rules and regulations that are going out there right now. Uh, we chose to use Skype to hold a lot of our episodes so Skype isn't the only platform out there that will allow you to do this kind of stuff. So if you have anything like Google Hangouts, if you have Zoom, uh, tons of other platforms out there that will allow you to connect with other people and really get whatever message that you have out there. Or if you just want to connect with any of your friends and loved ones, there's tons of platforms out there. But if you want a good example of one, Skype is what we've been using, and I highly recommend that. All right, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Salimus Podcast. It's July 6th and we recently recognized Independence Day or America's birthday to some. At 244 years old, America is actually a young nation when compared to similar nations in terms of economics, society, and influence. But the growing sentiment is that at 244 years old, America should be in a much better place than it is now. With our current social, political, and economic climate, it's very common for people to joke that America should act its age, but on today's episode, we're trying to understand whether America needs to grow up or is it right where it needs to be. In this episode, Mark and myself try to find the answers, and we reference the changes experienced by other countries throughout history, but we also try to come up with a maturation strategy of our own, and if we believe that America has growing up to do, we give some pretty good ideas about how to go about that. So I want you guys to sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 888, Acting Your Age. Scarlet little uh, audio interface. Yeah. And so I was like, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, so give me one second. Let me pull up this stuff here. Cool. I'm there. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm kind of going to read what I've been thinking, right? Yeah. So. The thought is that, you know, America is 244 years old, you know, and we've talked about this before. It's actually quite young for many developed nations. And so what I want us to be able to figure out in in this episode today is given the current social, political, economic, all sorts of given this climate, are we exactly where we are or where we should be or should we be? acting our age as as a country that is 244 years old should be so and i I go back to the discussion that you and i've had and we've even had chris on there too where you know i think it was you that essentially equated the other countries as parts of or just all countries as like a family and america is actually the younger brother you know it's the young brother or the younger sibling that's kind of spoiled and you know, yeah. it's always like, you know, drinking, doing bad shit, but everyone in the family knows that they need the younger sibling. And, you know, when, and on top of that, I think that the younger sibling has the potential to be the biggest piece of shit sibling, but it also has the potential to be the greatest sibling because it yeah. has so much to learn from, from the other siblings. Yeah, I mean, that's um, yeah, that was me that said that I've been saying that for years It's just sort of a analogy um, that I like to use because it's 
if you study enough, you know, or listen to enough people talk about history, it just becomes really obvious. But it also becomes more obvious when you look at from a mythological standpoint, something about the way I think I started using that metaphor uh, around the time I was taking in Joseph Campbell, you know, 10 Mm -hmm. or 15 years ago. But something about that makes you able to look at it all in one framework. And it's, it's obvious we just like, you know, we have to grow up a little bit. I don't know what, what a long time is for Mm -hmm. a country. That's a good question. I don't know if it's 500 years or a thousand, certainly a thousand is a long time, but uh, yeah, you also have in the youngest sibling, you have all that creativity, innovation, man, we're Mm -hmm. unmatched in those contributions to, to the uh, globe. You know, people come here and, and, everyone's from somewhere else, but we got the best athletes, we got the best entertainers, you know, the greatest mm-hmm. minds and stuff. And so, yeah, you know, it, it, what I think is interesting is when we began to grow up, if you will, I don't see us losing that. Yeah. You know, you can gain maturity and not lose, you know, what makes the America so awesome. But yeah, I think we are acting our age. I think we may be, we move fast too. I think things will take less time here, but we may also have avoided some of the things we have like a really good mechanisms in our global affairs and our imperialism that avoids us facing the things that might help a country grow up faster, you know, like having war on our own soil and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Panama Canal, if we didn't, you know, if we didn't gangster that, we would have to deal with a lot of different industrialism because we have to be shooting everything across the states and the states are all so like individual and you know, selfish that that would have made industrialization a big deal, like the shipping and mm-hmm. stuff and what we're capable of doing um, is only contingent upon a couple of good, really, really successful plays made, capitalist plays made, you know, yeah. um, uh, and, and that all contributes to our lifestyle. Mm. And so, yeah, we've done some things to avoid growing up, I think, you know, a little Interesting. You know, one of my uh, friends also mentioned that, you know, the just the sheer size of America, just thinking about uh, geography and stuff like that. And, you know, she had said, you know, even the ramifications of having such a large geographical area of influence, uh, geographical area influences the speed and age of maturity. And, And I think that is something to to be mindful of, you know, when you look at well, here's here's the thing. There's there is a cost of that mentality of from sea to shining sea. You know, that is something that most nations don't have. And I think that when you're when your country stretches literally between two oceans, that's a whole lot of land when you kind of, you know, uh, yeah. and it's, it's a whole lot of land and a whole lot to manage. And um, I think that's also, that's also why you see such a. America in the West is completely different, in my opinion, than America on the East. And it's completely different than the America in the middle. And, you know, the, yeah. it also makes you think of why some groups want to split the state of California into three states. I mean, it's it's such a big, vast area. But when you just compare America to any other country, you know, most of the countries are going to be landlocked and most of them are going to. Um, even the super large ones like Russia, they don't necessarily fuck with the the top part of it. You know, they're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're not even going to worry about managing that part. It's just territory that we have. And it's probably more strategic than anything. But most places kind of focus their attention, their energy on uh, places that are closer to ports and closer for commerce. But America seems like it has to manage everything, like every part of the you know, if you want to call it the contiguous, is it the contiguous is that the term states? Every part yes. about that is has to be managed. And it just seems like it's a little bit different compared to uh, other countries and stuff. I want to gauge, gauge your thoughts on that and sort of see what you see if there's an effect on that with how we do things socially, politically, all that kind of stuff is is the way that we manage things a result of our young age. 
Yeah, that's a super good question, man. I have no idea. I understand it clearly. I never mm-hmm. thought about that, about geographical area and how that affect affects the way we we manage things. Yeah, um, if, if we may be more we may be more innovative in that respect. I'm not sure, though. I just sure. don't un- know enough about understand global politics in that w- well enough to speak to it um, smartly. But that I get it, though. It's a hell of a good question because. We have all the states' rights, but I, that may make it easier to pull off. Yeah. Sometimes you hear people joking uh, uh, about it, like, man, you guys don't realize that all these states, it's almost like individual countries where I mm-hmm. come from, you know? So it may be that that's a, a cool and good part of our situation. You know, not all of it bad. Most of it is not bad. Yeah. You know, and, you but, know, I, do you think, though, when I was younger, I wanted to control all of my toys. I wanted to know where every single one of mine were. But as I got older, I just kind of like, oh, I don't need, obviously I don't need this toy or I don't need this thing. Let me just handle the things that I can handle. I think that that is something that's characteristic of other nations where they kind of, they're like, okay, there's a certain area that we just can't manage. Let's control with, let's control what we can. I think that you get that kind of, um, if you want to call that kind of a insider or mentality just by being older. And I want to sort of gauge your thoughts on something like that. I see. I think again, we have an accelerated resolution of that, of that dynamic in that we can, what, what those older countries are doing is recognizing that there's still some portion of the populace is going to be buck wild, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. and so making it where people who want to cooperate and operate at more uh, a more sophisticated societal norms, they got a place to go. And I think we do that with our big metropolitans and stuff. And we're learning what doesn't work about that and what doesn't scale. Maybe some of the collapse and flight from there is is a cause of that. I was outside talking to all my neighbors last night. And um, everyone from Illinois, I did not know how broke Illinois is, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Illinois, like it yeah. is broken. I didn't realize. I thought Chicago was like all that, but it's totally corrupt. They can't keep a governor, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Like it's broke and people are flying from that 250K or something last year. Wow. Left there. And, you know, when you got a big city like that, you can lose that because that come, you know, oh, yeah. Chicago. But that's yeah. still a crazy number. If that was in mm-hmm. Kentucky, that that would be like. Yeah, it would be like 20% of the the state or something crazy like that. Um, Anyway, I think we have that. We've kind of got we've kind of got an experiment where we give people the option to go to places and get the balance they want. You know, Mm -hmm. Idaho is getting popular because it's like slept on, but it's quiet and it's not tempered. I don't know if it's tempered. I don't know what the weather is like there, but people are moving to Idaho. It's colder, but they got, you know, fast internet and you keep hearing about it and everyone's like, don't say anything. But it's funny because like, I think that, yes, that is an indication of societal maturity to fight, but finding the balance is that real indication of it. And see, we haven't found a balance. We're still running from San Francisco to Nashville where I live and it's the same thing it's getting terrible it's breaking mm-hmm. all these these cheap houses that everyone's upside down and dead in and all that stuff and all the expensive vehicles everyone's using just to commute into yeah. the stupid city just to pollute the air like it's done we're still not doing any better you know what I mean we have an accelerated sort of experiment an example of it just like a young kid goes out and plays and has bumps and bruises more frequently, right? So they finally get on their feet. So it's kind of interesting, man. I think that, yes, that's an indication of uh, the maturity, but we haven't matured yet, but we just have more. We're, we're flexing it faster. We're, we're going through it a little bit more rapidly to, Mm -hmm. uh, to find out what works. And right now we, we're, we're just now maybe barely broach, broaching that conversation. That's why I was just watching, um, Ironically, just watching uh, uh, Richard Wolf. What's his name? Wolf, so the guy that Wolf. communicates um, uh, Marxism very well. Something Wolf. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's Richard or yeah, Richard Tom. D. Wolf. Okay. Richard D. Wolf. Yeah, communicating a Marxism because it's so interesting. The questions we still aren't asking. Like, does it have to be this way? Does it have to be a zero sum game? Does yeah. it? Does someone have to lose? For us to 
to to you. And we don't see that conversation happening or any policies or social things changing in that direction in America. So you you get what I mean? Like, so we're, mm-hmm. we're not mature yet, even though it yeah. looks like we've got, it, it may look like we figured it out because we've got to your point, the space to run multiple experiments in America. When the shit wasn't working out, you just went, you just moved a little further West. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you get it tuned down, you know, a little bit more, freedom, exactly. a little bit more liberal. Then some people come out there and like, nah, I want to do wild shit. They're like, yeah. no, nah, we're just farming out here. We're just chilling. No, nah, <laughs> yeah, we're just farming shit. out here. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, yeah. we're going to go further West. You know what I mean? Yeah. To where you got Nevada now, which is like a crazy place. Nevada's like almost going, um, what you call it, regressing because they're on the border and -hmm. it's getting crazy south of the border. And Nevada's turned into you got a a pile down there or whatever his name is, the crazy. But it's just it's getting crazy. So the experiments are sort of collapsing, but we've got multiple multiple of them going on. (laughs) Yeah, You, you know. Also, I think one thing to be mindful of too is that while America itself is a young nation. I think that one of the interesting things about America versus other nations is that other nations have done complete redos, if you will, of their of the way that they run things. But it seems like America has seemed to be like, we're going to keep it the same. You know, everyone wants to revert back to the founding fathers and these things that they said in the 1700s where, you know, you can look at something like China. China's, you know, thousands of years old. But what we know of China now as the People's Republic of China is only like 70 something years old. You know, good point. And so where does it is it a sign of maturity to be able to say we're old enough to completely change how we run this country. Like staying the same is something that the young kids do. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We're sticking to that same uh, metaphor or analogy or whatever. We're sticking to that, to that same thing. And you're saying inside of that, how does the immature sibling on the planet grow up? Yeah. That's a really good point, man. And we are certainly overdue for that. And um, I I think that's what might be happening now, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the last time that happened was like the Civil War. They were like, hey, part of our thing was owning people. That was a thing. And then it literally, when you have changes like that, there, it's almost like, and you look at most other countries, there's some kind of big giant war that happens. You Mm -hmm. think the People's Republic of China became that way just by peaceful, like peacefully? Hell no. You know, and you look at other, other countries, it's the same type of thing. Even, uh, even in Nigeria, my dad, his side wanted to be offered. They wanted to separate from Nigeria. They wanted to be its own thing. Nigeria wanted to keep it all, you know, the, the proper Nigeria wanted to keep it all together. And mm-hmm. of course they fought for it. His side lost, but still that was a, that seems like there, whenever a big change has to happen. And I even, you know, you look at the, you know, our current social and political climate, we've all said it before. It's not scalable anymore. It's not sustainable. Definitely. And, a lot of people, I am, I'm fearful that, well, there's a little bit of fear and a little bit of hope. This might be the nation that does it without a war happening. Right. But if a war happens, I'm not surprised if it does here. Uh huh. Yeah. What do you think that, about that? that? That's what I wonder, man, because I know we can do it without one, but I know who, which demographic it's going to be that makes it into a war. It's those that have been the most comfortable and been allowed to not realize the state mm-hmm. of, of people that are in poverty, if you will, or people that are, that are more ready for the change. You know what I mean? If you, if you're well off, you're comfortable, but yeah. we've got that other layer, that psychological psychosocial layer where you are a different perceived as a different citizen, you know, that we're all dealing with right now. And that layer really concerns me yeah. i wonder if 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 middle class lower scs i can't believe i just fucking said that people, yeah, no. people are are um are are aware that we're you know you're you need you need a revolution as well but that that um tool of knowing that i'm better than the lowest of the society is so damn powerful and gives people so much comfort that when they're asked to tighten their belt or make a sacrifice or even change their way of thinking, they lose it. 
You know, yeah. they don't, they can't, they lose it. And so that's where I think it will be at because we're very lazy. We're fat. We're not fit yeah. and we're not fit for a physical war. We will spend yeah. our bullets and we'll all be fucking done when we run out of ammo. Like we mm-hmm. like nothing. I don't think it's going to happen. And the military is like, we can't, we're not going to outgun them. So it ain't, yeah. I don't think it's going to be that type of, but it may have more blowing up to do. I don't think yeah. it will be like the civil war where hard lines are drawn, but it will be a little bit more than what we're seeing now, especially in the big cities. Like it just, cause that's the extreme protraction of the failed experiment is in these metropolitans where it just doesn't make any sense. Like, down here where I live at doesn't make it. I don't know where the money's coming from. This is like, there's not enough IT jobs and the IT is serving a completely ephemeral, non-essential kind of thing. You know, people's stupid ass cell phones or their apps or something like what, how is generating money off of that? I'm like, all right, makes no sense. Yeah. I'm getting out of here, man. I'm always Uh late. I'm always slow, but like, I'm like, when I can get sell this house and not get him, I'm getting out back to something more, more balanced. You know what I mean? You know, one, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, that was all I was going to say. So I I was just reading something and this was something that uh, came from a Chinese person on this forum, right? What they said was that in 1840, USA had more vigor and vitality than China, which indicates that the USA was young and China was old. China was reborn in 1949, you know, October 1st, 1949 was when it, you know, it, you know, went past the uh, Qing dynasty essentially and um, uh, then changed over to uh, the People's Republic. And so he was saying that now China has more vigor and vitality than the U.S., which indicates that China is young and the USA is old. I think that's a really interesting way to think about it. Yeah, it is, man. Yes, it is, dude. That that's a. That's super interesting. And I just heard someone say that too. Really? Someone else just, uh, yeah, someone else just said that, man. It might have been a comedian on a podcast or something, but he just said that about like how they've got more uh, vigor or something than us. Just mm-hmm. today I heard someone say that, but that makes sense because they're reborn. So they, they're like, they're like that new generation that has the new parents that are, they get equipped. They come out by default with some more maturity, if you will. You know, yes. they they re-roll their character, but they're not starting yeah, they all the way in yeah. the barons. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're starting, <laughs> I like they're starting at level 60 with some with some twink armor and shit, you yeah. know, so they're that much for their head. And then we about to take our second, uh-huh. you know, our second big reset. And we will be then slightly behind in some ways, you know, because mm-hmm. we can't we clearly have demonstrated that we can't tighten our belt and exercise solidarity and discipline. We can't even just calm the fuck down. We are literally so stupid that we are fighting to go out to bars and restaurants that aren't open. We're fighting to go, we're fighting to indulge and participate in leisure. We're not even fighting. like a child. Yes, exactly. Just like a child. That's why if I were more disciplined and slow to explain the the analogy it works so well you know it carries through the because we're acting just like a child does and it takes almost the same thing it takes for a child to grow up like a hard reality has to hit that child you know when they get 14 or 15 years old you got to start producing unless you're a perfect you know child you got to get a paper route or something or yeah. uh, work at a restaurant a week. You got to start bringing it because now you're eating, you're a growing man. You're like, you're, you're able to cause too much yeah. collateral damage if you don't carry on like a young adult. Yeah. And Amer- America is like that, man. We, we don't want to acknowledge the collateral damage that we cause globally by sustaining the lifestyle we all feel entitled to, mm-hmm. even those of us on the lower economic end, you know? Yeah. We still, I'm sitting here today like, God damn, dog. Um, I wrote this long thing to YouTube about how the fuck are you going to charge 60 something dollars for this crappy YouTube TV? YouTube t- I, dude, I just yeah. canceled mine. Dude, I've just, I was writing a thing because I was hoping I'd get one of those, why are you canceling things? I'm like, uh-huh. this ain't worth shit. But I was also like, man, all those subscriptions are adding up. I'm probably at 200 bucks or something. If I yeah. put all my subscriptions together, yeah. Netflix, Hulu, HBO. Anyway, why was I saying that? But yeah, I like, yeah, we don't have a discipline to like 
even let go of all of our little conveniences and stuff in the States. And so our, our, our mentality all across the board just isn't there yet. And I think we could do it. We could do it. Like I've said before and be the most fly at it. We could do it in an innovative and a novel way. Like everything else. I don't think anyone could do it as good as we could have. Yeah. Yeah. We needed to. Yeah. We got, it's no slight to the other ones. We, we literally have the, if you want to call it the, the blessing of of our older brothers and sisters because they send their fucking talent they here. Send a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they send their, their best, best ones here. That's what's dope about it. We're made up of everyone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're yeah. made up of everyone else. And, and and at the fundamental baseline, the clay, if you will, the red clay that that makes the foundation that all of us sit on. It's it's even a uniquely balanced uh, populace. The Native Americans, namely. You know what I'm saying? So like we're made up of people from everywhere else. But even if we were to invoke or uh yeah, the the perspective of the native people, it's still a very sustainable and scalable one because they worshiped everything in natural resources, you know? Yep. From moss me, to rocks in the rivers and shit. So let me read something interesting here. Okay. So it says, due to British decolonization in 1960, there are 18 53 year old countries. The collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991 gives us 16 22 year old countries. Let me see when this article was written. This article was written in 2013. Okay. So it was saying that at that time, there are 16 22 year old countries. It says the middle children, Italy, which is 152 years old. Again, we're talking at, at the at 2013 in Liberia, which is 166 years old, came closest to the average age, but they're still in the antiques tier at 44th and 55th eldest. Or should we consider the Democratic Republic of Congo as the true middle child, as it is the, uh, the median age country? August 13th, 19, 1960, one of the 53 year olds with half of all countries older than it and half of all countries younger than it. And then it said South Sudan is the youngest uh, country and is going to be two on July 10th. And that's, you know, July 10th, 2013. Um, mm-hmm. And then it says Japan is the oldest at 2,673 and it's National Foundation Day, which was February 11th, 660 B.C., is a rough estimate of when its earliest emperor took the throne. I just think it's really cool being able to think of that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's dope. I just, yeah, it, it all fits into my little yeah. model. You know what I mean? Yes. Of, of a way of looking at it because um, when you, when you study that stuff that I did in high school and the whole, you know, knowledge of self, trying to figure out what your history is and stuff, you, you see the effects of being reset like that, you know, Cause inside of America, you have us African American people that like are reset, like a kid yes. that got kidnapped, literally following the same analogy or metaphor. Yeah. We're like a kid that during that runaway period and America was starting itself, we got kidnapped. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so we don't even know who the heck we are and where we come from and we act accordingly. Yes. So I'm always interested in what it takes and how much time it takes to rebuild that and re uh, and re recreate that maturation process and accelerate it if possible, mm-hmm. you know? But I, I do think that in every, uh, if you want to call it story where someone kind of has to find themselves again, uh, that's kind of, that is what makes the, the, the journey for African-Americans so difficult is because their beginning was taken away. You know, when yeah, you man. go through and you try, you can't just say Africa, you know? And yeah. and while we've said it multiple times that, you know, the vast majority are from Nigeria, Nigeria's biggest shit anyway, you know? And there's tons of, you know, there's, a, I think, 110 languages in the country. And, you know, it's, it's very much so split by religion and stuff like that now. And there's so many things that are happening even right there that it's it's almost impossible for um, a culture as young, in my opinion, as the black American culture mm-hmm. to be able to find its way because it doesn't know where to start. That's right. And um, I think about that every fucking day, all day. And that's why I'm so interested in those deliberate, even if they're corny or nonsensical, deliberate re 
factoring of your identity. Mm-hmm. That's why we guys like me always land on there's several, there's a few four or five maybe answers to this whole black problem in America. And I take the one which uh, I fall under the category of the one that I personally call the knowledge of self category. And it seems like woo woo, stupid five percenters type shit. It's because I thought about it. And that's the only one that can give you back your own agency right away. And you can start reshaping your own reality. And it starts with, all right, I'm not a carpenter. That was some Dutch that was some very dumb shit. Yeah. 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 And so, so that has to matter. Mm-hmm. It has to matter. All right. Drop the last names. Okay. Then let's uh, operationalize that. Let's make it that at 12 or 13 years old, as a rite of passage, you do that. Or maybe mm-hmm. before high school graduation, it's just a normal thing, you know, that we do in our culture. Now it's our thing. Who cares what it means to anyone else or if no one exactly. likes it, but now we will operationalize that legally and make the paperwork mm-hmm. and stuff easier to do. Then we'll finally push it down to where we finally stop naming ourselves yes. that because now my kids are not going to get the name Carpenter if mm-hmm. I went through that. Right. So if I have a kid at an American hospital under the government's uh, medical care, I'm one step further away from aligning with that maligned identity which represents my lostness in this world you know what i mean sure sure. and that's why i I take that stuff so seriously because it sounds like well at least i sometimes imagine it does to certain people like you're just pontificating philosophically and intellectually about the diaspora but i'm not like you're being dead serious yeah yeah like yeah this is how you do it and back your way back out of it you know what i mean And, And, you know, it makes you wonder, too, with these other countries, you know, when you have uh, just saying after British decolonization, I wonder what kind of work a lot of these countries had to do to find their identity again. You think of India whenever it was whenever it stopped being a British colony, you know that there was tons of strife right there of people saying we need to go back to the old ways versus uh, continuing with a lot of British traditions and stuff like that. There had to have been some kind of a struggle with trying to find that identity again. Mm-hmm. And I, isn't it where and, and I don't know if this is a, a direct result, but North and South India are very, very, very different areas. Is yes. that correct? Uh, well, I don't know how it splits North and South, but I know that they're very, very split up in lots of ways still, you know, as far as wealth and access and things like that. Yeah. So I was just looking at a thing of um, it just says North and South India. What's you know, it literally calls them two different worlds, you know, and uh, I don't know if there is a if, if that is a response of that um, decolonization or anything. It, it may not be, but I just think it's something to think about because you could also look at, again, a, a young country like America and you see post slavery what the South looks like you now now versus what it looked like back then, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we also talked about are just post-Civil War, that the once the war was over, literally all the good shit in the South got taken out and brought to the coastal areas and brought up north and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. there was a deliberate bid to make the South dumb and dependent and and all that kind of shit. And wow. so that's, that's something that... Uh, that I like to think about as well is that is that a response of just being a young a young country? You mean the treatment of a South after the split? Yeah, yeah. No, I think that happens. I think that happens multiple times in all of the maturation of like just like again going back to our crazy analogy when when a, a kid is growing up, their body transforms multiple times. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see. But the maturation is a whole long process and there are certain things that stick, right? I go through being skinny and weak to being really athletic and kind of, kind of, you know what I mean? Kind of built, but now I'm a little bit slower and out of shape, but what, you know, but I'm older, like some things stay, some things go in cycles and, you know, some things, uh, but, but all of it over a long period of time is a part of the, the, the maturation. So there are things that are lost and regained that are, that should be, you know, not everything about the Hindu culture was, uh, scalable. So, yeah. but what you will observe, uh, going back to that exact, that populace you brought up is what 
what creates solidarity and sacrifice and higher order social qualities. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff that counts. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you ever go out there to San Mateo, you will see it. If you go to one of those uh, Indian festivals, man, mm-hmm. when it's like freaking 8,000 people out there and they're doing that dance yeah. and they charge like that you'll hear the Indian guys that I work with complaining about it. It's hilarious. Like I'm not paying a hundred. It's a hundred dollars a share. I'm not paying a hundred dollars to give you a kid, but, <laughs> but they caught that hundred dollars up and they don't miss the festival. And that yeah. hundred dollars goes to their local uh, representation of themselves as a country, but they're yeah. here in America. You know what I mean? We don't have nothing that we do. We, uh, we should have four or five of those a year as African-Americans at March Madness sure. and the, What's that thing? The All-Star Weekend, whatever the fuck that thing is. NBA like, All-Star Weekend or, yeah, that or should be, Pro Bowl yeah. Weekend? Yeah, the NBA All-Star Weekend. I don't know what it is, but I always hear about like it's a big deal or something. Mm-hmm. You go there and watch people play ball and like we should have those, those sort of things should be huge um, infusions of revenue toward our causes multiple times a year because we've been here long enough that we should have those. You but know what's all, interesting? It too? all goes out. The, the funny thing, if you remember our episode, um, I think it was our getting what we deserve episode. You had made a comment about NBA players donating a little bit of their money towards the communities. Doesn't that make yeah. sense that if during the All-Star Weekend, this is the festival to make something like that happen? I don't know yeah. why it made me think of that as like this could be that po- that oh, point yeah. where they all give back to their communities. You know, yeah. especially if you become an all-star, you've made millions of dollars like this is yeah. that shot to write it those should, checks. It should yeah. be built in. We should know well enough as humans to know that whatever's missing from our psychology, you cannot wait on those capitalists, quote unquote, because mm-hmm. they're capitalizing off of your ignorance. We have to build in our own repair and like do ourselves a favor, like make sugar cost $50 a bag. Yeah. You don't need it. It's bad for us genetically. We would have never encountered that sort of substance if we weren't on our own continent. And just like alcohol to Native Americans, it's killing black people. Yeah. Our, the, we're not eating the food that our bodies has been needing for thousands of years. We're mm-hmm. eating new processed shit and what was left over from the people that conquered us. Well, we don't have the will to correct that in ourselves on a mass level. So when you go ask for reparations or you go ask and you protest for something, protest for that. Say, listen, there were systemic and successful mechanisms in the society to conquer me, to exploit me and to capital and get revenue from me. I'm asking, let's design mechanisms like that that will correct us and make us healthy. But what you're saying is financing a revolution. So, of course, then no one's going to do mm-hmm. it, but we should do it for ourselves. So, like I said before, we should say, all right, look. Little Wayne is amazing, but at the same time, it's unfortunate. Yeah. So let's make it so you're not allowed to be a platinum, multi-platinum record person because you you can't make music unless you're on a label owned by our institutions or ones that funnels and connects directly back to our reparation institutions. So the debauchery will sort of undo itself. Little Wayne makes a $10 million over the next 10 years. Well, five or six of that goes directly to specialized education systems in New Orleans, where he's from. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you could do that with the NBA, just like make a system that corrects it. I, I want, I'm saying all that to say, I want to see America do those things in regard to our own maturation. And that up, is like, what I was going to ask. Redesign our we got the technology. We can do it. We got Silicon Valley. There's nowhere like it in the world. That place in India around that damn university that Sacha and Adela, all of them come from, um, the guy over Google, all of them come from that same university. Like yeah. they're, they're, they've got their own thing now too, but they're already saying like, uh, uh, polyhapatia and those guys are already saying we're not trying to make a Silicon Valley. We're trying to make our own thing, our own, our yeah. own version of it. And it's, man, it's really scary because it's not going to look like the typical Western way. I bet yeah. you they'll, they'll check themselves or it'll be more representative of their, um, you know, regional culture. And we have to do that too. We are not that greedy of people. Mm-hmm. Black people don't care about having a billion dollars. So we have to create, and I'm just using black people as an example. Cause yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, we're, we're, we're a big part of what's going on right now. You know, sure. the injustices that we face that have been built into our society, profiting off of the marginalization of us, you can't avoid the conversation. So we might as well 
you know, look at it from that perspective. And I think we could start with that. So that way we finance our own revolution. We don't ask anybody for shit because you ain't getting it back. Nobody got their ass kicked in history. And then they came back later and made it right. So that ain't going to happen. You know what yeah. I mean? People oh, the Jewish people got reparations. This is now they all did stuff, big stuff for American private interests. And so they got those symbolic, uh, gestures, but it ain't nothing like what we were owed. What we're owed can't be paid back monetarily. So just give me the pathway to self-correct. And in doing that, we will create examples of how voluntarily other states can come along. Louis Farrakhan's been saying this for a long time too. Give us a a couple of states. Mm -hmm. Literally, give us a couple of states. Give us a couple of states. They did it to to German immigrants, like Kansas and stuff. All those Catholic German people, those are people that got the land grant, you know, Mm -hmm. from the Ellis Island opening up. When they're, you know, during after reconstruction or whatever that time period was, bring us your poor, your auto mess, like that thing. Do that. But say, here's a little area for the science experiment. I think Texas would be a good place to do it because, you know, there's um, let's. okay. I guess you're sort of answering the question because what I want to figure out is let's scale. Obviously, we can agree on the fact that part of maturation is self-correction, especially when it comes to self-correcting a lot of the things that that are, if you want to call it like wrong with you. And and I think that that's something that even I do. I, I sit with myself and I look at the things that that I'm bad at or the things that I suffer at or the things that that don't allow me to be the best person that I can be in my life. And I have to try and self-correct with that, whether it's with therapy or whether it's doing some other type of thing, there is a level of self-correction that that can only be done by me. And what you're essentially saying is that for America to truly get to where it can be, there, there, there should be modes of self-correction. And I just want to see, like, I know we've kind of broken it down by, you know, ethnic or, or race or, or ethnicity or something like that. But how can we just treat, I don't know if we can, if we can do it that way, but is it possible to just treat America as just America as one person and say, how do we, how do we correct ourselves? No, um, no, no. more than it's possible to treat your lungs like you do your spleen or your hand like you do your foot. They're all organs and they're all part of your bodies. They require different things. Of course, they work together. Organic solidarity, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you have to operationalize organic solidarity the way we've operationalized individual uh, freedoms and consumptions to an unscalable degree. You know, you can Mm -hmm. you can do what you want because there's this idea that everything's about the individual you start yeah. and you do i don't want to like dismiss that shit yeah. that jordan but it's got so about, bad just, that we forgot yeah. that we're part of a whole yeah yeah because there's a more subtle more pervasive reality too and that metaphysical spiritual reality is that we're one organism so you gotta correct it at some point yeah it it it's it's like okay to you know work on your biceps today but you're going to pull your back out if you've got weak back muscles, you know, mm-hmm. and you go cleaning and jerking something. You got to work on those muscles uh, sometimes, too. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes that's the boring, not so uh, exciting workout to do. Well, yeah. when we make a population that's made up of all these different types of human beings uh, like we do in America, you can't quite ignore that unless you create a mechanism to make us homogenous in the ways that the power elite want. And they've only done that in, in the way of consumption. You know, I say this all the time. I used to say it to my, my old boss, you notice how no matter what your identity is in America, whatever you think you're proud of, you only represent it through consumerism. That's true. You know, a country boy will survive. Yeah. At Cabela's. At Cabela's. Yeah. Country boy wouldn't your, survive. Yeah. At, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, know you exactly buy, yeah. You buy your camel hat. You just like me. Mm-hmm. When I got some, maybe I'm a city kid and I got some fucking $300 J's on another day. You see the other day, they were fucking body slammed that cop over yeah. there. Yeah. Those kids were like, uh, like, um, uh, he was in the wrong, by the way. But, uh, uh, he, like that's us. It's the same thing. So you don't, you don't have, it's nothing. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
virtuous about that to me. It's yeah. not, I'm not impressed with that. You're just a consumer, just like I am. Yeah. You know, you, you, you're not conservatives, Republicans, all the same. You, you don't have anything to talk about except your stuff. Yeah. The stuff you've accumulated and secured and maybe you put it behind a fence or on a nice platform. Like you're not doing anything. If your you lifestyle has a clear and acknowledged cultural representation of, of, of what's the word I'm looking for, like of giving back built into mm-hmm. it. Now you're doing something. Now, all right. So that's, that's why I like that's the actually, Amish and the Jewish and stuff. Yeah, they take care of each other. Yeah, they There's, take care of and, and in turn take care of the planet because they yes. exercise restraint. Yes, and that is something that I wanted to ask you about, or at least tell you that I've noticed within myself. It's like, obviously, you and of course you know we all know that that I have a different job now, and I think one of the the things that I've noticed is that as my, you know, as I earn more, I want less and I don't like being attached to stuff. I don't like being like, like you were saying, yeah. uh, I don't like being a consumer. If that makes sense. Like, I just don't care about having stuff anymore. Yeah. And yeah. what I, what I do care about is being in a position to facilitate. And that's something that certain communities are damn good at, Mm -hmm. but they also have the resources to be able to do that. And I don't think that you can there. I think it's impossible to, to step out of the individual side when, when you make yourself resource poor, you know what I'm saying? Like, so when, when there is an abundance of resources, it gives you that mental capacity to think of other stuff. And I think, and I say that, because if we, if America were to truly realize how much wealth that the country does have, and if we did take better measures on putting people in a position where they don't have to think about consuming and they yeah. don't have to think about having shit, just like having stuff because Jays make poor people feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Jay, Jays hit a certain way when you don't have money compared to when you can buy Jays whenever you want. Absolutely. That's and it, so, and I think that if we're able to correct that problem, that will really transform the way yeah. that we view America as a whole. Yes. And that's what I'm talking about. You just take it one step more fundamental. Mm-hmm. Um, um, because I was talking about what happens after we establish that, but that's yeah. what we should do more fundamentally. Because what what I'm trying to do is answer both things at the same time. If the people say, no, you must be competing for resources or human beings won't have any purpose or whatever. Okay, let's exercise that. Let's just build in, build in fail sales, like build in corrective things for like taxes is a simple way to do it. But no one seems to like that. I'm thinking we could do do it on different levels in a more in a more sophisticated way. But like if you get a few million dollars after that. It, there's far more bad it does for you and the populace than it does good because you, you clearly aren't going to sit there and trickle it all down. And, mm-hmm. and so I think you're, I think you're, yeah, that shit doesn't work by right. the way. Yeah. Reagan tried that shit. Yeah. It, it ain't going to happen like that. Yeah. So we have to, we have to build in. Cause what you're of course describing is sort of like, like um, universal income kind of stuff or something yeah. that makes it where I'm not trying to spend my whole life all of my income is on some stupid mortgage. And then the other exactly. quarter is on some stupid vehicle. And then that's it. Yeah. Dude, so that, this, go to a job. It's stupid. Like, like yeah. make it where a house is not all that. Well, yeah. there's people that I think think that you don't deserve it if you don't get it through contention or adversity. And that's weird for me. What's the point of yeah. being a human being? We're the only creatures that can do better than that. No we quickly develop surpluses in what we produce. And that's what Karl Marx is talking about. He was interested in what happens at the level of production because yeah. something goes wrong after producing. I produce all the revenue as an employee, but after it makes its way up, I don't get to produce any of the, the choices and what's done with the profits and the surplus. It goes to shareholders and to CEOs yeah. getting big bonuses. It's like, that's weird. Something's going wrong there. And we can correct that systemically. You know what I mean? If you've got a company over a certain size or the definition of Fortune 500, whatever that means, you know, 
there's certain rules that happen, you know, and it get and it can be more subtle, I think, and more sophisticated than just re- straight up raw taxes that make some people feel like they're getting robbed. Well, you shouldn't be corporations shouldn't be feeling or acting or responding like persons. Yes. It should be it should be impersonal at that point. Because yeah, now exactly. the, the effect you have on your society is is at that level. So so who cares where the money goes? Cause everyone is guaranteed taken care of. You yeah. can't work for a place for 10 years and then lose your house. It shouldn't yeah. be, it shouldn't be allowed. It should say, okay, you want to be a billion dollar corporation. Oh, okay. You just entered into this new bracket where you have to, you're responsible for the mortgages of all the people that work on you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, figure it out. See you later. And they'll yeah. get smart people that figure out yeah. ways for them to steal money. That'll figure out ways for them to not lose all that money and make sure everyone's okay. I'm watching that show billions right now. Yeah. Really fucking good. I got, man. I got, yeah. I did like oh, one episode and I was right. like, this is fucking great. And I don't know what it's, happened in my life where I stopped. Dude, that shit is damn. Yeah, I like, I like the talent in there too. Yeah. Crazy so, talent, man. Yeah. And they're doing that stuff. It's like, it's crazy how they come up with ways to yeah. keep their money and, and like cheat and stuff. Like it's funny, oh, yeah. but I'm like, you can use your brain power for that. Why can't we use our brain power to, to, to like help ourselves? You know, I'm not asking for a handout or anything. I'll work for mine like everyone else, but this shit is not, this shit isn't right. And I'm hoping that like, uh, in our maturity, you know, as a, as a nation, we come up with some new fly ways of doing that. And I know I would do it, man. Oh yeah. I know if I was like in Zuckerberg's position, that's why I fall back. That's why I fall back to like, to like conspiracy theories. Cause I'm like, if they would just let a black guy through, I just watched the episode from the grapevine where they're talking about corporate America doing, I was screaming because I know I'm not the only one going through this. It's like, they see it, they see intelligence, they see talent and they can't let it happen because it means the undoing of a certain state of affairs. Like if I had that kind of loot, I would be building a pyramid right now. <laughs> That's awesome. I would be building a pyramid level by level and every corporation would have to compete to be to participate just like uh khufu and them did when they built it was like they're like when you read the the uh, uh the ancient uh, papyrus there's like groups of yeah. people like the Salumas showed up and the Salumas tried to contribute mm-hmm. as much as they could and say look we built you know 10 percent of the pyramid like that's how i would do it i would make the video game industry do the same thing like all right we got one mmo game but every developer can build and create experiences inside of that MMO universe. So that way we maintain novelty, which is the most expensive thing, something new and fresh to do. Like imagine the game, no man's sky, right? Yeah. It's a game about space exploration, but imagine if you land on a particular planet in no man's sky and no man's sky has thousands, right? Yeah. And that planet is licensed by Treyarch. So Mm -hmm. you get a black ops Four experience on that planet inside yeah. the game. So now every developer has a chance to contribute and make a little money. Nobody gets to be, you know, $10 billion in the bank. You know what I mean? Yeah. But everybody can make millions because you don't have the pressure of having to compete in a stupid way where you've got a corner and knock down the whole market to be the next big thing. Everyone gets in there and everyone gets to participate sort of like that. We can do things like that in our society, you know what I mean? Make, make it so it's like incentivizes you differently. Yeah, that makes total sense. I love it, man. I really do. All right. We've we've talked in great length and, and I really think that we have mapped out some thoughts or ideas on the maturity of the U.S. and how the U.S. can take steps to to really show or lean into its its potential to be even more mature. Uh, what we're talking about is, is shit that I don't know of if any nation could pull off better than we could. And it's no yeah. slight to the other ones, but like we've said before, the best of the other nations are here. <laughs> and, yeah. and so it, it's, it only makes sense that, and I guess in my opinion, maybe I'm being too patriotic or whatever, but it only makes sense that it would work here because all the best ones are here from everywhere else. And uh, and that's what you would do for your little brother is to give, give them the resources to be better. That's I mean, that's at least that's what I would like to do as a as an older sibling. Uh, at least if I was doing things right, you know, I would make sure that those who come after me live a better life than I did. 
And yeah. if that means sending your resources to, to uplift them and to put them in a position to make the right decisions and to do the right things, and maybe they won't do the right things, but at least they have more potential than you did at that, at that age to be able to do the right thing. If you can at least do that, that's, yeah. that's big. That's really big. So do you have any shameless shout outs or anything like that before we jump off? Yeah. Uh, shameless shout out to Royal Range out in mm-hmm. Bellevue. Mm-hmm. Really cool people. Really good gun range out there. People that Ooh, I got to go with you. you. Yeah, man. Anytime. I got every, uh, last night I was talking to the neighbors and it turns out everyone likes to shoot. I was like, dude, let's go. I'm like going to different ones every day to just to get a feel for all of them. There's janky ones. There's just one up the street from me, a gun range where you like in some dude's basement. Really? Shooting a, a hill of dirt. It's hilarious. So, you know, and then there's really, really nice ones. So shout out to, uh, what's the, the armory range. Those guys are really good too. Yeah. And, um, shout out to the range, which is mm-hmm. the janky one mm-hmm. up the up street from my house is just going in and give a guy $20 and like, you never see him again. You just walk down to the basement. It's yeah. the janky shit ever. But I've been, um, my, my brothers and stuff were pressuring me like, Hey man, shit's going down. Don't get caught sleeping. I was like, you know what? You're right. But in that yeah. last two weeks of getting a gun and then shooting this first time I ever really shot my own personally owned gun. Really? Yeah. 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 Even though I had a concealed carry forever. Um, I fucking liked it. So I was like, Oh yeah. shit. Now I'm one of those guys. And I've got yeah. like $500 worth of upgrades on my carbine already. Already. Yeah. And so yeah, I was sending you guys pictures. So yeah, man. So, yeah. So yeah. Shout out to those businesses and to the, uh, the Naga the NAAGA. I think I'm going to join that. Uh-huh. It's all, all the people that broke away from the NRA and made the national African-American gun association. That's awesome. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. And I was like, well, I pay more for Netflix than this. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to subscribe to those guys and support. And um, I've already been like trying to do uh, meetups and stuff, but the COVID shit kind of messed it up because they got yeah. more restrictive. I think uh-huh. I'd share that with you. I was like, we should come down and do a Slumis Salumis sponsored like gun range meetup and let everyone shoot and let everyone sign up to get their whatever they need their paperwork done and that's another thing one of those things I'm talking about when you get into that stuff just like own the eliminate stand you immediately become a Republican when you see how hard it is to run a business yeah you you see the bullshit when you get into guns and you see the bullshit about it you're like oh fuck man you want to make it the engineering me I want to make it easier I want to streamline it and make Mm -hmm. an app that tracks and helps everyone like in your state get mm-hmm. get get armed and get legal quickly you know what i mean so yeah man that's what's up dude shout out it. to pew 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 yeah and again that is n-a-a-g-a um yeah that's that, that's so cool that's so yeah. cool I'm, I'm on their site right now i was like what yeah this man. is neat because it does they have gotta, training and yeah, it has all sorts of stuff and you know one thing that i've also said before is that i've always believed that if the, the solution is not to take guns away from people, it's to build a respect for them. Yeah. And it's because it's just like it's just like fighting. Like when you learn a martial art, you want to fight less. Like you're just yeah. like, oh, I know what this I know what will happen. It just teaches you anger management, it teaches you how to manage stress, all that kind of stuff. If you're able to channel that and build that respect that you that one should have for firearms, then it would it would be no problem to see one around. You won't get like triggered when you mm-hmm. see some, you know, deputy dipshit walking around, you know, you know, Sam's club with a big fucking gun on his on his belt and he has yeah. no place. I'm not saying deputy dipshit like a police officer. I'm saying just like some beta male that thinks he's, you know, really yeah. he's like, if shit pops off, I'm gonna kill someone, you know, when you know he's not trained for it. Yeah. You know, and that's what it is. Gear. Yeah. And and you know what? I was one of those dudes that talked the shit, but really was not nearly as comfortable with firearms as I needed to be, but it yeah. happened quick. My yeah. brother was like tripping at me already. He saw I got like like I I gear out. You know how I do. Yeah, so yeah. it's like like my point is there's way there's a lot of dudes out there that are on that macho shit and they might own it, but, but they don't know how to shoot. Yeah. They can't they can't fucking hit a target at fifty yards. So like like I wanna bring those people together, you know, and streamline the because why not, you know? Yeah. So yeah, man. It's N A A G A dot C O for anyone yeah. listening. Yep. Naga. I'm trying to see if there's there is a Kentucky group. All is right, there? Cool, cool. 
Yeah. Nice. That's, that's beautiful. All right, cool then. Um, well, guys, I really appreciate you all taking the time to listen to this episode. As always, I hope you found value in it. Um, I hope if you guys have any sort of feedback to aid in the discussion on the maturity of the U.S., I'd love to be able to get that. So please reach out. That's at the Salumist uh, podcast and that's on Instagram or you can jump on Facebook. Just type in the Salumist podcast on there. Um, we're everywhere. I mean, you can hit us up on Spotify on, uh, or you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play or even just our website. Please reach out. Give us any sort of feedback. Help us be better. If you want to you know, link up with us and make some content, please let us know. Uh, as always, take care of yourselves and each other and everyone. We are out. Peace.